That's right, after almost a month away, I finally sat down, I came up with something that I wanted to talk about, and Gaming with Anxiety has returned for episode, I don't know. Um, I always say I'm going to record this podcast more frequently, and I always think too, and always think, I don't know what I have to talk about. But I thought, you know, since the gaming, since the podcast rather has gaming in the title, maybe we talk about games more this time. Um, but specifically, sometimes how games contribute to part of the problem with anxiety for some of us, or maybe not anxiety, but are part of the problem. For me, me for instance, uh, I play a lot of video games, play a lot of games on my phone, play games on my iPad, Nintendo Switch, Xbox, etc., etc. And one of the big things for me is that I buy too many games. You know, I play through nearly all of them, uh, or at least spend some time in them decent time usually um a lot of rpgs a lot of real-time strategy games uh, a lot of tactical rpgs rpgs of all types like action rpgs strategy rpgs um jrpgs pretty much anything um but and i think i've stated it before my anxiety manifests in purchases retail shopping if I see a game that looks interesting, it's tough for me to wait or save the money. Usually I will just buy it or trade things in and buy it. Um, I'm a compulsive video game buyer and book buyer. Uh, recently, the big thing for me was the blue slash purple, or as uh, I call it, my buddy Phoenix calls it the blurple, Nintendo Switch Lite. Um, I had a pink one. I sold it. I just couldn't get the purple out of my head and finally went for it. But, you know, I will look for games and I, I my back catalog is just insane. And I play through things and I beat them and then I put them to the side or I sell them at GameStop or delete them from my device or whatever. But there's still a high level of, oh, I need a new game. You know, oh, I'm feeling depressed uh, or I'm feeling anxious. Let me go to Target. Let me go to GameStop. Let me go to wherever and look at video games or gaming devices, controllers, you name it. In any case, I thought it was kind of important to like touch on retail therapy and how unhealthy it can be, especially if you know, you're know you in a situation like me where I'm working incredibly part-time and collecting unemployment and really have no business buying anything right now, but I still set the money aside so that I can get a game here and there, not nearly as much as I used to, especially when I was working. Um, retail therapy shopping is, is, it's insane for some people, you know, like the, uh, the need to go and buy things, to have things, having things make some people, myself included, feel better. Um, and it's not even really for anybody else. It's not like I buy things because I want other people to know what I have. Although I like sharing what I, what I've purchased. It's really just for me, like, okay, now I have that thing now. Now, for the time being, everything is good. And I've tried to get away from that. I'm, I'm learning to stay at home more, read more books, not spend as much money. Um, and it's working for the most part. I mean, I still buy a game here or there, but I try to find things that are on discount. I try to trade things in. Um, no credit cards, that type of thing. You know, nothing that could hurt me in the long run where six months from now it's like, why did I buy that game or why did I buy that controller or whatever? Um, 
but I know there's a lot of people that that's how they handle it. And it also impacts the people around you. I mean, relationships, parents, kids, friends, whatever, you know, you can retail therapy shop and not realize how negatively it's impacting your loved ones because maybe you can't afford the things to do with them or whatever. Um, so that's a, a big vice of mine. It might, it's probably the biggest vice is collecting. I collect and it makes me feel better and more content to collect things and add things to my collection for whatever reason. So that's what I've been thinking about is I've been playing, you know, a mobile game called League of Legends Wild Rift a bunch. And, uh, you know, I put money into that here or there, but haven't really been buying as many Switch games. I don't buy any X Xbox games. I only play things on Game Pass because Game Pass is king. There's no reason to buy any games for Xbox. But I check new releases. I bought the new Lego Star Wars. And, you know, I'm always looking for, oh, what, what video game comes with a freebie? You know, like that's important to me. And I realize it's all compulsive. Uh, and it's all, it's like a Band-Aid. For the anxiety or depression I may be feeling is, you know, if I buy this thing, I'll be distracted for a little while, um, very temporarily. And then it becomes this thing where I have this stuff, but I haven't dealt with the problem. Um, I have been using an app for the last eight months, seven months, something like that for therapy where I get a, a weekly phone call and text messages and emails or whatever. Uh, and I'm not going to continue that. I, I don't believe in the long run. I think it's a very short term help or short term solution. Those types of apps, because the people are not invested in you the same way that an in-person therapist would be. And I can't afford in-person therapy and trying to find one within the network of my Medicaid health insurance is nuts and very demoralizing. I know I have a lot of listeners from overseas in the United States. Uh, mental health is not considered a real health problem, even though it's really like an epidemic. Uh, very unhealthy, self-harming individuals, self-destructive individuals, schizophrenic, you know, go on and on and on, um, who they have to figure it out themselves. They're not given the correct medications or any medication in some cases. They're not given access to therapists. A lot of therapists, you know, if you can't find one within your um, health insurance network, then you have to, basically, you have to pay for it out of pocket. It's like $150, $160, whatever, an hour. Um, not affordable. Not affordable for most people that are making 12 you know, $15 an hour. So, uh, I think this app's really helpful, but I, you know, touching base after a month, I did decide I'm not going to continue that. Uh, I'm continuing with my anti-anxiety medication. Um, cause I think that's helped a lot. Uh, I'm, I, I journal extensively at least once a day and extensively. I mean, um, I make lists of things that I think I'm not doing well which uh, in some cases is communication w within relationships, um, becoming too introverted and not wanting to be around people. Um, I thrive sometimes off of being alone, just earbuds in, book in my hand, video game, whatever, no distractions, nothing. Um, 
what I'm trying to do now that I've been journaling a lot about is use my cell phone less. Um, cell phone has definitely been my downfall in my romantic life. Uh, and, you know, I just think I deleted Instagram. I haven't used Twitter in a very long time. Um, I'm trying to get out of the habit of feeling the need to clear out notifications or respond to people as soon as they send a message and I notice it. Uh, so I try to put the phone down more, don't play as many games. You know, I, I check two or three, maybe four websites every single day. And of those, you know, three or four or whatever, there's probably one or two that I check every other hour. And it's like a muscle memory thing. Like I can be doing anything and think I need to check my pro wrestling website news or whatever. So I think we all need to just disconnect some, you know, we have watches that show us our messages and that's very distracting and very interrupting and we have these devices that let us access anybody anytime anything anytime and i think it's just it's too much sometimes you know it would be nice to go back to basics just sit there with a book or with your video game or pad and pen, pencil or pen and write journal uh, I make a lot of lists, you know, what are the top five things that I want to do this week? What are the top five things I need to do better? What are, you know, top five things that I enjoyed? Anything. I'm a, I'm a list guy. Uh, writing lists makes me feel better. It declutters my brain some. So I journal extensively. And I think going forward for a while, therapy is going to be something I figure out eventually to go in person when I feel like I can afford it or I can find one within my network and in my insurance. Time For the time being, I feel like I am in the best place I've been in in years. Um, my sleep is still messed up, but when I do sleep, I don't have panic attacks. I can usually sleep through the night. Um, and that's major for me. Falling asleep is still a problem. I don't get tired very easily. And I think that's still my anxiety. But journaling has been a, a godsend. Well, not a godsend, but uh, it, it's been a life changer to actually journal every single day and be able to go back. That's another thing I think is really helpful with journaling is you can go back and you can see where you were six months ago, two months ago, two weeks ago. You know, what was going on? What was I thinking? What did I want to improve? Did I improve it? Um, and then work off of it. You know, like it, they're like worksheets that you go back over. Um, I think that's it, you know, I, I like to just touch base and say what I'm doing and what I'm working on and what changes I'm making. And, you know, hopefully I'll be back sooner rather than later. I know I always say that in two weeks, I'll be traveling to Washington state to visit my childhood best friend of 28 years for his son's 13th birthday. I have been to Washington state twice before, never to visit this friend. And this is, you know, I'm 38. We've been friends since we were 10. So it's a big deal to go out there. Um, that's it. You know, if you want to reach out, my email address is nukethebridge at gmail.com. That's pretty much the only way to reach me right now. I don't have Instagram or anything downloaded. Uh, feel free. And I'll be back. I hope everybody that listens is doing well and taking care of themselves, getting the help that they need, taking time for yourself. Put the phone down, disconnect. I'll be back.